reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know there are known knowns there are things we know we know we also know there are known unknowns that is to say we know there are some things we do not know but there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know and if one looks throughout the history of our country and other free countries it is the latter category that tend to be the difficult ones phrase by media Conversation I've had and something I take away so much and lose a lot. It's nothing I've just been brought up to expect. I'm just another fish in the mud, but I am not about to waste my time explaining as soon as I go talking. You fade and I don't even lie, just love. But who's to say what the fuck that is? Welcome to When a Laura Starts to Dern, our Laura Dern fan cast. Uh, this episode, we'll be uh, talking about Enlightened Season 6. Now, Malcolm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was in the firm camp of Enlightened just jumped the shark at Season 5 when they killed off Laura Dern. I thought, they're like they announced we're going to have a Season 6, and I was like, bullshit, you can't. Laura Dern's not here, but... Mike White's done it again. He's totally reversed my opinion. I think this season, this last season, season six of Enlightened, was the best season they've had. I thought it was going to be really cheesy to have the ghost of Laura Dern team up with Luke Wilson to stop Dougie from taking over the world. But God darn it, was it great. Gosh darn it. Ah, that's a way better joke than any of my jokes. Are you ready for the other titles I thought of for our Laura, Laura Dern fan cast? Hit me with them. All right. Your challenge is not to laugh at any of them. Okay. When a Laura starts to Dern. Laura Derning the Midnight Oil. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Whatever Derns you on. No, that one's pretty bad. A penny saved is a penny Dern. <laughs> that, that's the one we should go with. Laura Derning Bridges. No, that one, this is too obvious. Don't speak out of Dern. Laura Derning down the house. That's pretty good. Uh, as the worm Derns. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, welcome to Raised by Media. I feel like we should hit that one more time and with the right name. Said... <laughs> I, right, I, I know the name of our show. I've done this before. Welcome to Appraised by Media. Uh, this is a show where me and my brother own a pawn shop. Uh, every week we get in items from every every possible dimension out there, which is quite a few. A, an, a large amount, like 40? At, at least. At least 40. Uh, Malcolm, why do we keep getting these objects? I think 
my current theory is that someone at the interdimensional post office has got their wires crossed or something because they just keep showing up in our mailbox. You don't think it's Mikey because our mailman seems real respectable. I mean, Mikey's a good guy. I wouldn't blame Mikey. I think it's way higher up than Mikey. That seems that seems reasonable. You think it's Galactus, the world eater? <laughs> He's probably the one who's messing up our mail. Wonder that who this mail is actually meant for, though. I don't know. That dude needs to stop drinking on the job. <laughs> and by drinking, you mean consuming planets, right? But like, don't consume the alcohol planets. Wait, are there alcohol planets? I don't know. Probably there. Yes, as yeah. an interdimensional beings, we can confirm that there are alcohol planets. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if this part will make it into the podcast, but I'm gonna apologize now. I'm getting like super sick. Every five minutes or so, I've been popping uh, things that go in your mouth to stop you from coughing. They're called cough drops. <laughs> oh, cough drops, not like cough medicine. <laughs> no, I like literally right now I am pulling out a handful of cough drops. Good. I've been powering. We should get that Foley work of those hidden the desk oh, over there. <laughs> trust me, they're shotgun mics. It picked it up. <laughs> anyway, what do we have this week? Uh, all right, so first up, we have... The Cursed Door Handle. Uh, this is an ornate brass door handle. Door handle, not doorknob. Don't mind me. On top of having this slight head cold, I also have mad aphasia. He's also got a serious case of the dumb. I'm, I'm wicked dumb. <laughs> My boy is wicked dumb. All right, so first up, we have the cursed door knob. The cursed door knob. It is an intricately, it is an ornate brass door knob. Uh, and it has, it has a curse bestowed upon it where anyone who touches it becomes unable to interact with doors. I hope you haven't touched the doorknob, Duncan. Uh, I, I'm, How I, long I tripped, I tripped. How long have you been in this room? I can, oh no, I can, oh, I think you misunderstand, Malcolm. See, let let someone who has touched this doorknob explain to you that it's not that I can't, like, look at a door or touch a door. Well, it actually it is that. I can't touch a door. I pass right through it. Oh, oh okay. So just doors have no, you know, like, material presence to me. That's pretty cool. That doesn't seem like a cursed doorknob at all. That just seems like a, I don't know, the opposite of a curse. Right? Like, that's what I totally thought. I, 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 I tripped, I touched the knob, and then I thought, oh, man, I'm going to hit up the bank because once again, what are we on, like, Ocean's 18 now <laughs> with the number of heists we've pulled? This is super good for stealing stuff. But unfortunately, I stole that bag of money, uh, and then I really had to pee and I realized that I cannot knock on the door to see if anyone's inside. Well, I can't you're, jiggle uh, the handle. Your first, uh, you know, major problem is going to be getting that bag of money back through a door that you can't open. It does not go. Yeah. Honestly, this is one of our worst Ocean's Eleven style heist tools. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't touch doors anymore. And it seems like being able to pass through doors would be... A major blessing. But if I walk in on someone pooping one more time... I feel like you're just not using your head enough for this one. You're going to send a ghostly hand 
through the door, give a wave. If you hear someone immediately scream inside, hey, that bathroom's occupied. Malcolm, I I can't I can't do it. I just I, I've seen too much, and everyone keeps mistaking my hand for a glory hole. Oh, oh, a glory hand. Mm, that one. There's something better there. I feel like glory hand was pretty good. I'll probably edit it out. <laughs> That's what, what kind of bathrooms do you go in on like a daily basis? I'm sorry. Have you never seen a ghostly, like, just a hand come out of a door? Because obviously that hand's <laughs> for beating it. Yeah, your first instinct is, oh, wow, ghost hand. I'm going to fuck that ghost I'm hand. I'm going to fuck that ghost hand. This item was submitted by Norman Osborne Dorsey. Well, Norman Osborne Dorsey. I see the pun that you're making here, but Osborne Dorsey was the inventor of the door handle. Oh, and Norman Osborne is, is the Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, there's a man who invented the door handle, or nah, did he invent? He the invented door the, he invented like the door latch. He oh, has a patent out for it. Does he make a ton of money? No, he's dead. Oh, how did he give us? Oh, that's probably where the curse came from. <laughs> Do you think he is? Like haunting hit that doorknob. Oh, I know he's haunting that doorknob because he has a lot of unfinished business. And by unfinished business, I mean ghostly hand jobs. And yeah, making you give people ghostly hand jobs. Maybe I should try sticking in my foot. No, no, no. I want to give a foot job less than I want to give a hand job. I don't know. Maybe like an in and out motion. Mm, that's also pretty bad. Also, they might not see it, and then I'm going to see another person pooping. We should probably figure out a price to charge for this cursed doorknob, but it seems kind of uh, wrong to sell a cursed item. I have no idea why. We could sell it to people to curse their enemies. Mm. Uh, You're right. I didn't think about the villainous acts that could be committed. Hey, man, could you just grab this doorknob really fast? Why are you wearing a glove while handing it to me? No reason. Why did you even get a doorknob? Uh, just don't ask any questions. I also think we could that there is a good side to this that we could give to the right buyer. I don't know, like a really busy businessman who doesn't have time to open doors anymore because he's got so many meetings to go to a day. Do you know how many doors that man's got to open? Oh my God, you're so right, Malcolm. You've just come up with what we're going to mark this item as. This We can even mark it as a premium. We can sell this $100, the executive doorknob. <laughs> oh, the executive doorknob. Ooh, you know what we could sell this as? We could sell this to pet owners who don't want to pay to have a doggy door installed. <laughs> it's just like... Every door's a doggy door now. this doorknob on your dog, and he just walks through doors. <laughs> come, come here, Spot. Come here. <laughs> Touch the doorknob. Touch this ornate brass doorknob. Touch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's actually a pretty good idea to the right pet owner and the most well-trained of dogs. To a crazy cat lady? Right? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess don't think crazy cat ladies usually have like outdoor cats. I feel like they have every cat they can get their hands <laughs> on. Right. They have outdoor cats, indoor cats, upstairs cats, downstairs cats. They've got under their skirt cats. They've got in their jacket cats. One cat 
two cat, red cat, blue cat. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, oh, they've got like outside pocket cats, and mm-hmm. then they've got those secret inside pocket cargo cats. short cats. They've got throwing cats, tossing cats, and cats that are never to be tossed or thrown. You've got your multiple different damage types of cats. You've got your piercing cats, your bludgeoning cats, your slashing cats, <laughs> stabbing <laughs> cats. <laughs> You've got sword cats, axe cats, and <laughs> gun just, cats. It's just two cats that you tied to either side of a piece of wood. You've got bolo cats <laughs> where you tie their tails together, swing them, <laughs> swing them around real fast. That's just terrifying. I, if I saw someone just swinging two cats like a cat nunchuck, I'd be like, "Whoa, you got me! I'll stop." Right? And imagine, imagine that you're running away from a crazed cat lady who's just got it out for you, and you run into your house and you close the door and you. You think I'm safe and then cat through the door <laughs> cats like like the elevator scene from the shining through what you thought was a locked door of cats here's kitty <laughs> now how do we sell this to both an executive and a crazy cat lady so the woman who owns pet smart yeah we can sell it to her but like I want to know her name what do you think her name is uh Julianne Moore <laughs> perfect, uh, Julie. Damn, per- perfect. We can sell it to Julianne Moore. She's probably owner, a cat lady and an executive, owner, founder, current CEO, sole proprietor, sole proprietor <laughs> of Petco. Julianne Moore. We can call this the Julianne Moore knob. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Gavel, gavel sound. Next up in this uh, submission box, we've got another. We've got a user submission. Uh, this is a repeat from uh, last week. Russell White brings us the stopwatch of death. This is a stopwatch that slowly ticks and ticks and ticks until you see someone die. It starts at a time and it will count down until the next time you're going to see someone die. I've always been kind of curious about these kinds of items. Does our will affect them? If I hold it and find out I'm never going to see someone die, mm-hmm. and then I immediately am like, that's not okay. I got to see someone die before I die. It's impossible. If the, if the stopwatch has an infinite, has a sideways eight on it, you're never going to see anyone die. You could literally see this stopwatch, see the sideways eight, pick up a knife and start stabbing willy-nilly. I'm using this for good. I'm walking through battlefields and no one's getting shot. That's what I'm saying. I think... Mm, I, cause that I, also seems kind of risky because a, I can't... Ha- I don't have the ability to see myself die. No, you so don't. So I'm shot the minute I walk onto a battlefield, but no one else is. That's what's really tough about this item and how, why I think we're going to struggle to sell it is that y- your natural inclination is going to be to go out and see as many people as possible because that ma- that's the number of people that won't die until you're that until minute. the timer goes down. <laughs> but then you're going to be putting yourself at risk by doing that. And, and so your next inclination is going to be, I'm just going to hermit it up. I'm going to stay in a cabin. I'm never going to see anyone. Then I'm never going to see anyone die. But if that has a number on it, then you have to stay away from mirrors for the rest of your <laughs> life. <laughs> Uh, the other big problem you have is just the minute you see that number and you're like, all right, I got to remember this in 41 years, I'm going to see someone die. And that's like that in a minute, you're going to keep that stopwatch in your pocket 
everywhere you go. And after like 40 years, you're going to be like, mm-hmm, we're getting kind of close. Oh, none of you guys are safe. See, I'm thinking that this would be a great like gift, not like for, for someone else. Like you, you wrap it up. We, we, we gift, we gift wrap. We gift wrap it up like Rowan Atkinson in Love Actually. <laughs> And then we uh, we can give it to someone, and they can give it to their EMT friend, to their doctor friend. That makes that forces doctors and EMTs not forces, but I think will lead to a, a strain of lazy EMTs who are like, I'm minutes away from seeing someone die. I'm not gonna give CPR because I know he's gonna die. There's nothing I can do. So he's just sitting there, you know, eating. Uh, like a, a healthy granola bar some some luna bars <laughs> just just <laughs> pounding those luna bars he just wants to make sure his estrogen is at a good level luna bars are actually 90 percent estrogen in this universe it's chocolate granola and estrogen 10 <laughs> percent. i'm actually looking at a luna bar right now and the ingredients are all unpronounceable except for estrogen <laughs> You don't know how to pronounce granola. Oh, there's trust me. It says it says granola substitute. Fair enough. I can read that. Uh, after that, it says, "Oh yeah, you know, delicious." <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's just gonna lead to a strain of lazy EMTs. That's not the kind of person you gift this stopwatch to. Fair enough. All right, then I think you should, you okay. Who could we gift this to? I think you could gift it to. How about a bank security officer? Exactly, or a police officer who he he's about to walk into a sticky situation and he's at the ready because he's not going to see his partner die. He's going to see that criminal die instead. I feel like that's. I feel like the last thing we need to do is give cops another excuse to murder someone. Uh, it said he was going to die. It, it was ticking down. Someone had to die. <laughs> so like 15 bucks. How much does like a normal stopwatch cost? I imagine very $12. little dollars. I'm going to Amazon it really quick. Oh, 89 cents, 89 cents on Amazon. Well, God, gotta love Amazon in this dimension. Amazon Optimus prime. <laughs> It's actually yesterday shipping. <laughs> Thank should. God for Amazon Optimus Prime. I get my items before I even know I need them. <laughs> you get it in 1980. It becomes a problem. I get them yesterday. Actually, uh, what's really distressing about Amazon Optimus Prime is when uh, like, just you get a box, just like a large box, and you're like, ooh, what did I order tomorrow? Uh, and it's just all toilet paper, and you're just <laughs> like, like, oh, something n- terrible. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I like how apparently tomorrow in this idea you were having just the worst poops and you're like, man, I'm going to need some toilet paper. So you just on the toilet jumped on Amazon Optimus Prime. And then I already had it. Wow, but <laughs> Optimus Prime it seems to create a lot of paradoxes. No, it just creates a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies. Oh, okay. Naturally. Sorry. So 15 bucks? Mm. $15 with free gift wrapping. Free gift wrapping. Well, everything we gift wrap is free. Wait, everything. <laughs> no, no, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> that is not legally binding. Nothing. Uh, once again, I'd like to play our uh, warning message that goes before every, every, uh, every episode. It's a uh, 
Nothing we say on this episode is legally binding. <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Or don't. We're not the boss of you. <laughs> Why am I doing Skeletor? <laughs> Schnarr. Uh, yeah, $15. That seems reasonable to me. With free gift well, wrapping. Well, it's it's free gift wrapping, or you can do deluxe gift wrapping, which is where we uh, pull uh, Rowan Atkinson out of our Rowan Atkinson <laughs> box. And he And he, he will wrap the shit out of that for you. But mm-hmm. it does cost an extra $2. Rowan Atkinson's got to eat. <laughs> we feed him in gift wrapping supplies. <laughs> hey, are, are you hungry? Well, eat your tape. Yeah, you you hungry? Eat that sprig or whatever you I, put in. Like some cinnamon in. Oh, he did put he a cinnamon stick. Poopery. Rowan Atkinson lives only on cinnamon sticks and poopery. Let's not forget that Rowan Atkinson also works at the airport or is traveling no he's traveling he's traveling and he can't find his passport and he makes everyone hold uh his stuff that's funny that's how he sneaks onto the plane oh you're right man Rowan atkinson is the hero of that movie he is he almost he almost got alan rickman not to cheat on emma thompson and that is the most ultimate goal there is (laughs) he almost it, like it, cool. it's a shame he didn't succeed but i do i truly believe there's nothing more virtuous in this world than trying to get alan rickman not to cheat on emma thompson <laughs> yeah if if anyone was born with a gift it was rowan atkinson's gift. there's only one man <laughs> one man for the job <laughs> it's johnny english it's oh god <laughs> sold 15 dollars <laughs> next up uh, we have another user submission. This one's from uh, Andrew Baker. Uh, another repeat uh, from last week. Thanks, you two. You're keeping this podcast alive. You guys are responsible for 100% of our submissions. That's real. That's, that's not cool. That's not made up. Yeah, nice guys. Uh, so Schrodinger's Pandora's Box is what he brings us. Uh, this might contain all of the evils in the world. It might not. And does it follow all of the rules of both of those boxes? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's useless then. No, no. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm glad you brought this up because I actually think this will be a, a, a relatively easy thing to decide what the price of it is. All right. And it's, we just have to have an honest discussion. What could be in this box besides all of the world's evils that would make it worth it to you to open it up? That is how much we sell it for. It could be all of the world's evils, or, or it could be our Rowan Atkinson box. Right, and so how, that's what I'm saying, is how much would you pay for Rowan Atkinson? Because that's In a how box? Much, oh, man, like $40? Because that's, <laughs> that's how much the box is worth, and it's whatever the like least valuable object that would be worth pulling out of this box besides all of the world's evils, besides famine... War, pestilence, pestilence, and Scott Bakula, <laughs> the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, <laughs> Scott Bakula. Uh, all right, uh, what do you think is the like biggest gain? What would you risk it all for, and also earn the least? So, if this box contained either all of the world's evils or a million dollars, I would open it. So I'm saying that by the rules of our discussion, we could sell this box for a million dollars, right? Do you understand the rules? I would open it for if it could be all of the world's evils or or like a new Honda Civic. 
Okay. So like 50,000? Uh, more probably. I'm going to say that a new Honda Civic 50, costs 50,000. Yeah, that seems I, right. I, so, okay. I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils or a jet ski. Mm, how much does a jet ski cost? 10,000. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils or a plane ticket to New York City. $300. Okay, okay. I would, I, okay, see, I I think that's a good one, but just slightly less. I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils or a brand new Huffy. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils or, like, I don't know, one month's rent. Okay. Oh man, I would totally open that box for That's a month's actually rent. More than a plane ticket. <laughs> Where do you live, the Carlton Ritz? <laughs> the Carlton. It's the Ritz Carlton. Not in our universe. Oh, sorry, you different hotels. Different hotels completely. Uh, okay, so I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils, or the butteriest croissant. So, like, three bucks? Yeah. I would open it if it contained all of the world's evils and just, like, a really nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, 89 cents. Like, a dollar. Like, this is a Actually, I would, okay, I would only open it if it... Not a... It only. And only. If it was one of those Uncrustables. Oh, Yeah. Or one of those like rainbow peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, gross! No, dude, not that's not worth all of the world's evils. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where I gotta draw the line on dyed we bread. Gotta, <laughs> we gotta got draw it somewhere. And I'm it's gonna say firmly it's a, drawn at dyeing our bread. Yeah, so eighty nine, eighty nine cents. I feel like we could also make a bit of a profit on this. Let's call it an even dollar. I mean, that's like. The smallest lottery ticket you can buy is a $1 lottery ticket. And we're basically telling people you can spend a $1 to open all of the world's evils. Unleash them upon the world. Or get just a really nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. $1. I think that's fair. All right. $1 for Schrodinger's Pandora's box. Yeah. Sold. Perfect. Gavel sound. Gavel, gavel sound. Are we going to keep doing gavel sound? I, I'm going to keep doing it until we buy a gavel. <laughs> All right, uh, next up in the box, we have a gavel. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, I'll buy it for, I don't know, $100? <laughs> Sold. Again, any any amount, sound. any amount. <laughs> what do you want for it, my soul? All of the world's evils or, or a gavel. Give me that box, I'm opening it. <laughs> Anything else we got left in that box? The, the the mailbox, not the Schrodinger's Pandora's box. We have to. We should label this in some way. Mm. Nah, let's just <laughs> risk it. <laughs> Next up, we have. This is the ghost phone brought to us by uh, Elliot Hopper. Uh, is it this just like some sort of a uh, ethereal phone? Oh, let me assure you, it's quite corporeal. This is not a phone <laughs> that left uh, earthly business unfinished. It doesn't have a vendetta against anyone. It was not. Brutally murdered. Well, I, it, I don't it, know that it wasn't brutally and murdered. And it's probably not cursed. 
Oh, I never said that. We, uh, once again, uh, Skeletor, play us out. Nothing they say on this show is legally binding. (laughs) (laughs) He-Man. So this is a phone that uh, can only receive and make calls to dead people. I'm glad that it can also receive. Oh, don't worry. I'm really used to getting those, you know, telemarketer numbers. And I'm sure there is a budding market for using ghosts. I don't think you got to pay ghosts to call these ghost phones to set up these, you know, transactions. What do you think these, uh, like, ghost telemarketers sell? I bet it's life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) So this phone can receive calls uh, from dead people and can make calls to dead people. Now, I feel like the first place we should go looking to sell this are psychics. We need to find the most legitimate psychic that exists in this dimension. So probably an actual psychic. Okay, do you have Chris Angel's number? <laughs> He's not a psychic. He's a mind freak. I see no... Di- I think you're being <laughs> psychically racist. <laughs> I'm psychist. Yeah, you're being psychist. I think Chris Angel could use a ghost phone. <laughs> he definitely could use a ghost phone. He also could use a TV deal. Right? How... Um, oh, God. I would watch the we crap... Could- I would watch the crap out of if it was just like Chris Angel meets uh, Crank Yankers, where it's just like Chris Angel calls <laughs> and it's like, I'm the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Mind freak. <laughs> Look behind your ear. <gasps> or if his dad calls him and he's just like, Dad, I thought you died. Mind freak. <laughs> I really like the idea that we could single-handedly relaunch Chris Angel's career. Yeah, but that's probably worth like 10 bucks. I think we can get, <laughs> I think we can get more for this ghost phone. NBC hires him for a contract for $10. And they, and they overpaid. All right, so I think we can sell this phone for however much you would pay for the opportunity to call a dead person. Okay, wait, who would you call with this ghost phone first? I would call the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> I was thinking about some Scrooge jokes earlier. Yeah, I would call the ghost of Christmas past because I'm telling you that it, I think it was, I think, I think it was like 20 years ago. There was a Christmas that I like, I hold really dear in my heart. The, uh, the Christmas tax accountant came to our house that year. He only works on Christmas. I mean, that's who that's who delivers your presents. <laughs> he he sits down. I, you you know you, yeah. I know the story. You you know you know you know the rules of Christmas. The ta- the man dressed in red comes to your house. He does his taxes with you, and if it turns out that you're owed money by the government, he instead gives you an uh, an amount of presents equal to what your tax return would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duh. And he he came to our house, and I he it found out he found out that uh, I was owed sixteen dollars by the Christmas government. But for the life of me, I cannot remember what I got with that $16. So I would call the ghost of Christmas past so that he could tell me what, what, what I got that year. I think I know who I would call. Okay, who would you call? Patrick Swayze. Okay. Not only am I reenacting ghost, but I get to now reenact ghost 
accurately with actually dead Patrick Swayze. Yo, pa- yo, Patty, I am sculpting the hell out of some clay right now. Where are you at? I get this call twice a day. Stop calling this number. It, what's that in? What's that in the background? Are you putting me on hold? And it's just the Righteous Brothers playing on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's who I would call, or Carl Sagan. Probably Patrick Swayze. All right, how much would you pay to call Patrick Swayze? $90? Probably more, but I am not good with my money, especially my ghost money. Ooh, oh, do you think it only takes cursed quarters? Oh, ethereal quarters. Wait, is this a... I haven't seen it. This isn't a ghost payphone. No. Well, we we could set it up as a ghost payphone. That seems pretty complicated, though, because they're going to have to go get ghost quarters. I, I vote we sell ghost quarters for the markup of 26 cents next to our counter. Mm-hmm. And you can use... You're totally right. And, right. and you can totally, like, hey, buy our quarters, and you can use our ghost, our ghost phone for the low, low fee of $2. You can use for whom the bell... For whom the Southwest Bell tolls. <laughs> For whom the Alexander Graham Bell tolls. Yeah, you can use our phone, and the phone just is a booth that says, For whom the Alexander Graham Bell tolls. <laughs> we sell our quarters. For like, 20... Take my money for that joke alone. And they, they can buy our cursed quarters. Uh, they <laughs> the, We'd recommend uh, putting the quarters in the slot as quick as you can because they are constantly screaming. But here's the catch. It costs forty dollars per minute on our ghost phone. Ooh, that's then that's how we get them. <laughs> There's always a catch. So we're not selling this. We're using this as a phone booth. No, ghost should, phone booth. We should sell this to a psychic. I feel like we could make a lot more money selling this to a psychic who wants to increase his or her business. So we we could sell this to a psychic for. What do you think? Two hundred dollars at Two? least. Three hundred. All right, three hundred dollars for the psychic cold line. <laughs> See, it's cold because they're dead, and it's a cold. And like, you can also cold cold call, call people. Mm, it's a good joke. Everyone knows comedy is even better After when you when, when fully explained <laughs> by two people at the same time, piece by piece, <laughs> second by second. We're here for the play by play, folks. Three hundred dollars for the three hundred dollars for the phone ghost. I mean, ghost phone. <laughs> I would pay no money for a phone ghost. I will pay $300 for the ghost phone. Sold. Gavel sound. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We, it really means a lot, anyone that's listening to these podcasts. Special thanks to Russell and Andrew for checking out the podcast two weeks in a row, presumably. You guys are the real winners. I actually know that Russell has not listened to our uh, to two of our episodes. Thank you, Russell White, for listening to at least one of our episodes. Uh, yeah, no, it means a lot to us. And it would mean even more if you took the time to find us on iTunes, uh, where we are, uh, and, and leave us a review. The reviews, like, really help us. It's a, it's a big deal. We would love to see your reviews. In addition to on iTunes, where we are, we also are... On Facebook at Appraised by Media, Twitter at Appraised by Media. Uh, actually, it's at ABM Cast. Appraised by Media is one letter too long. Oh, sorry. At ABM Cast. Uh, like the Facebook page. Join the discussion. By join the discussion, we mean start the discussion. Start it and make sure you stay joined. Tweet at us, follow us. 
do do your thing, man. It's it's your thing. Exercise. Do what you want to do as long as what you want to do is talk to us and reach out to us. Reach out to us on our website. Uh, we're at appraisedbymedia.com. Uh, you can submit items to us at mailbox at appraisedbymedia.com. Please submit items. It makes our job easier and us funnier. It it really it really makes us funnier. That is that is not a lie. Also, we just added uh, two new page. We added uh, an about page to our website, and we've got comments now. Leave us comments on each of our posts. Like I I guarantee anyone who leaves a comment will receive a personalized response from me and a shout out on the podcast. Probably almost definitely, <laughs> almost definitely, because currently we have zero comments and it's real easy to be the first comment yeah, you right guys now will be our fan base. If you jump on right now and comment, um, learn a little about me and Duncan on that about page. And thanks for listening. It means a lot to us. Uh, see you guys next week. <laughs>